preach from this area. The scripture is the last time I ministered. Amen. In Matthew chapter 5, and I will begin reading at verse number 14. Ye are the light of the world. You're a city that sit on a hill, cannot be, be hidden, hidden. Neither do men light candles and put them under a bushel, but on candlesticks, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine, let your light so shine before men that they may be able to see, or they may, may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Lord, I thank you for your word. And I ask you, Lord God, somehow to let our, all of our minds be ministered to by your spirit. You told us, God, that we are your representatives and we're to be the light of the world. I pray, God, somehow today that our light can shine. We want to turn it on as bright as we can and ask God that you would just minister to us and through us personally here today, me and every saint of the Lord. In your holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Praise God. You may be seated. I want to speak this morning on a subject. Ye are the light of the world. That's biblical. Jesus said it. Amen. In St. John, the first chapter and the uh, first few verses of St. John, chapter one, one and verse one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. I mean, all things were made by him and without him, there was not anything made that was made in him was life and his life was the light of men. Amen. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. They didn't, didn't know, didn't realize. They, they never saw the light. Amen. But there was a man sent from God whose name was John, the same came to bear witness, amen, of the light that all men through him might but believe. Amen. John the Baptist this morning, a Sunday school lesson kind of fits there pretty good. And, and he was not the light. That's John was not the light, but he was sent or came to bear witness of the light. That is the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. If we would just let God's light shine. Amen. Amen. It's kind of uh, strange, I guess I could say, not strange, but uh, the first words that God ever spoke was let there be light. And, yeah, and there was light. Before life ever became, light was here. Before human beings was even, amen, came into existence, amen, 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 light was making the earth livable. Amen. He prepared to know that, I think if we would, we could know that everything, amen, on this earth has got to recognize that God was the creator of it and he, he was the provider, amen, for it. Life, amen, is, is because there was light, amen. Without light, 
there would hardly be any life. Amen. That's why, that's why John took up, amen, these first nine verses. He was trying to go back to Genesis and tell us at the beginning, amen, amen, God's word was light. God's word was spoken, and, and there, was, there was life and light, amen, was coming. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the word says, amen, his life was the light of men. Amen. It's, it, that word light there is, uh, if you're going to translate it in various other translations, is it is light, was the enlightenment of men. Amen. It, that word enlightenment, amen, illumination, or given spiritual life, God, or uh, it, it, the, to insight. His life is insight. His light is insight. That's what, when we talk about the light of God, we're talking about the insight of God, amen, in him and his, his purpose for each one of our lives. I pray to God today that when we leave this place today that we will have the light of God. We will have the, the understanding, the enlightenment, amen, the, the, the thing that God is purpose for our lives, that we would know that, amen, that we are walking in the light as he was in the light. Praise God. Hallelujah. Enlightened means free from ignorance, uh, free from uh, the fulfillment and understanding of the subject of, of what God is and what he's planning to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 4. If you want just to turn, look back in the same page, my opening, Matthew chapter 4 and verses 13 through 16 says this, amen, Matthew 4 and 13. And leaving Nazareth, he came to dwell in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast and the borders of Zebulon and Naphtaliah, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulon and the land of the Nephiliah, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan of Galilee of the Gentiles, and the people that sit in darkness have seen a great light. And he's prophesying there of the Messiah. He was preaching to Jesus. Amen. Those folks that sit in darkness now is going to have a, a, a saw a great light. And, and they said, unto them which sat in darkness, amen, the shadow, amen, of light is sprung up. Amen. And he was referring to basically those that were even beyond Jordan, beyond, beyond the, uh, what we would call the circumference of, amen, the, the Jews and so forth, that, that God is going to give his light to more than just the Jewish people or the people that's called by Abraham, the Abraham seed. He was going to give the light unto the world. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. We cannot let our light go out. We can't, we can't shut it down. We, we, the world needs to see the worship that you folks did this morning right here. The world, the church's world, I'm going to tell you, 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 you don't know just how much of a feeling that people are longing for to know God. Amen. They can't feel him. They accept him, but they, amen. Even the preacher gets up behind the pulpit sometime and says, there is no work of the spirit to be done that you can feel. You just have to accept it by faith. I'm going to tell you something. They need to, the preacher needs to feel God. He needs to feel the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. There's a whole lot of God could be shown and demonstrated if somehow I believe that the saints of God that has the spirit, amen, could just let the light so shine before men. Praise God. Moses, back in the Old Testament, and I will start with some of the Old Testament scriptures and things that happened. Moses, he went up to, went up to meet God, amen, you know, in Sinai. He spent 40 days up there with him, learning and hearing, amen, the law that God was given to him, the commandments and so forth. And so when Moses came back down out of the mountains, amen, he started telling the people what God had said and done. They could not look upon him, and they told him, you, you got to cover your face, man. You're, 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 you're so aglow with God. Hallelujah. You're so aglow with the Lord that we can't look. Amen. And so as long as Moses was with the people that are talking to them and trying to instruct them in guidance, he had to cover veil his face because he had been in the presence of God. Hallelujah. The only thing that I know that causes a person to glow is the nuclear power. He had been nuked by Jesus or by God. Hallelujah. He, 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 was, he was so, he had been so close to God that he got the, he got the, the light. Amen. That come off of the Lord. Amen. Was in his face. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us, even in the sixth chapter of Acts, as Stevens was preaching to the people and talking to them about what they needed to do and what they had done with the Messiah. And they got so angry at him that they were stoning him. And, the, and then the scripture says in, in, in Acts chapter 6 and verse 15, and they saw him, they saw the, of Stephen's face as it had been the face of God. There was something about it. And I believe this, I believe that even the Apostle Paul or Saul of Tarsus, whichever you want to call him, I believe he was there and saw that. He never got over it. God said that there was a convicting spirit that got up on him. And, he, and, you know, when he struck him down on the road to Damascus, amen, you can read our own in Acts 22nd chapter, he reiterates that, Paul does. And he says it like this, amen, in Acts chapter 22. And uh, I'd like to read a few verses of scripture there. Acts chapter 22. And may I begin reading at verse number six. And it came to pass that as I made my journey, and this is, this is Paul reiterating his conversion. As I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus, about the noon hour, it's, it's when it was high noon, that's mean the sun's right Suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me, and I fell unto the ground and heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And they that were with, with me saw the light, indeed, indeed, saw indeed the light, and was afraid. But they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. And I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, arise and go into Damascus. And there it shall be told thee 
of all the things which are appointed for thee to do. And when I could not see for the glory of the light, the light of God just blinded his eyes. Amen. When I could not see that glory, and it was, it was, it was said in, in, in some of the times that Paul was re- reiterating or at the spirits, and that he said uh, you know, it was is brighter than the noonday sun. It was, it was so bright that it blinded me. But it was a temporary thing because when, when Ananias laid his hands on him and prayed, he, he, he got his eyesight back. But I'm imagining, you know, how, how, what an experience it was when the apostle Paul or Saul of Tarsus at the time, amen, saw this great light so bright that it blinded him. Amen. And he had an experience in God that, amen, hallelujah, he saw the glory of God. David said it in Psalms chapter 27 and verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Amen. We, we, we need more light. We need to let God somehow manifest himself in such a way that revelation can come from the light. Amen. That's what it's all about. It's not, it's not the, just not the brightness of the light, but it's the understanding, amen, that, that what God is, amen, showing us uh, the lights, amen, praise God, that he wants to perform in our lives, amen. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. You're, you're, you're the light of the world, Amen. And may I just say, you are and we are the light of the world. And if the world ever is able to see, they've got to have some light. I've been to several general conferences and I have read some of the statistics or read some of the reports that was given. And there is several times that our church organization, when we were in a certain city, they would write about the story, how that we were worshiping God and things. But they would say that you, you folks, you, you Pentecostals, have the most glorious, amen, expression on your faces because, amen, we're, we're, the light's been shining. They said, they said that the, the ladies in the United Pentecostal Church is the most beautiful ladies that they have ever seen. Because, amen, it's not covered up. It's just coming from the heart. Amen. And I tell you, God wants to, amen, in this day and time, wants to manifest himself through each one of us. You are the light of the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want to look at some of the New Testament Amen. We talked about Moses and we've talked about, amen, various people and then brought in some of the New Testament too. But we are the light of the world. In Ephesians, in Ephesians, the uh, sixth chapter, amen, there is a passage of scripture that let me read to you in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter, chapter five, rather, in Ephesians chapter five and verse number nine. It says it like this, for the fruits of the spirit is in all. In all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. 
and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame for even speaking of those things which are done of them. But all things that are reproved and made manifested by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifested in light. Amen. What Paul was saying here, I believe, is, is this, and I may, may try to interpretate this for us a little bit, that the light of God, like a spiritual atmosphere that we had a moment ago, when the Spirit of the Holy Ghost is moving, amen, it is those times that God speaks to us about some things of our life and desires that we have and gives us direction. And if we'll follow those directions, if we'll allow the light Amen. That is even within us, God, that God can turn on that light, amen, to, to, to amen, do a work in our lives. I, I would pray today that every person, amen, in this auditorium, before we leave here, that God does something. God gives you a word. God gives you some direction. God gives you some understanding. Amen. When we leave here, that we will not be the same. I want to back up to verse number eight of this before I, amen. I didn't read it first because here's what it says. Verse number eight, amen. For ye were sometimes in darkness, but now ye are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Four times in the Bible, amen, that, I, that I've got, amen, it talks about we are the children of light. God has blessed us with an experience that given us an enlightenment, give us an understanding, amen, that there's a whole lot more of God. There's a whole lot brighter understanding, amen, if we would just, amen, be those children of light. Praise God. Hallelujah. Most of us, all of us have seen pictures of a person uh, sometimes, and this is, this, is, this is the way the world, this is the way people think. This is the way they try to demonstrate sitting around sometime, you know, and maybe you're this way, and maybe you're this way, that uh, you're pondering and wondering about a situation or circumstances that uh, you're thinking about, and all of a sudden, bing, a light comes on, and they put a light bulb up above your head. You know, so the world understands, amen, when the light comes on, there's something, praise God, being revealed or understood by you that's going to brighten your day. Hallelujah. Brighten your life, Amen. I just believe that's 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 a kind of a uh, of a demonstration of exactly what God does in our lives. You are the light. Now, it, it, Jesus was the light, Amen. His light was so bright that it blinded the Apostle Paul or Saul, Amen. But now He said, "I'm I'm going to give you that light. You're the light of the world." Now is what Jesus said. Not only was He the light of the world. As John was saying here in the first chapters of John, but now he says, you are the light of the world. Folks, if the world ever sees Jesus, they're going to see him through you and I. I believe that. Nicodemus could pray an angel down, but that angel said, you don't, I can't tell you. You'll have to go and get, amen, that, that Paul or that Peter, amen, Joppa. You've got to go get him. He'll tell you. Amen. He's got the light. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. Hallelujah. 
And I'm going to skip a lot, but I want to talk to you. Amen. Matthew chapter 25. Amen. Matthew chapter 25. Jesus here is speaking in the Matthew 25, and I suppose that most of you would know what this is all about. Matthew 25, amen. Then shall the king of heaven be likened unto the ten virgins. And if you read that story, if you read that story, and you read it with this, this light, this understanding, or this whatever, what, what was Jesus trying to get across in this parable? What was he trying to get across? He was telling the story of the bride. Amen. The bridegroom. He was coming to get his bride. And he said, as a story goes, or as the truth goes, or as the enlightenment goes, that I think that Jesus Christ there was telling the story of these folks that had the light. And half of them, the light went out. And if he was speaking of the church, and that's what God was, that's what the whole New Testament's about. He meant he come to build his church. And somewhere between the birth of the church and the final windup, even the folks that had the light, let it go out. Is your light shining? Let your light so shine before men. You don't light your, you don't get, you don't get the light and put it under a bushel and be embarrassed, saying I'm a Pentecostal and I've got the Holy Ghost and I don't want my light to shine. I, I know I'm different from everybody else and, and I, I just, I just want to join in with everybody and we'll all whatever. I spent thirty minutes yesterday trying to convince a man, and he didn't know exactly all I was trying to convince him of, but he felt, oh, so secure. He hasn't been to church. He hadn't been to no church, I don't suppose, in years and years and years, and I don't know where he's ever been to church or not, except he knows what it is to accept Christ. And I talked about born again. I talked about, amen, baptism in water and baptism in the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and I, after 30 minutes, I said, what else can I do except, man, you can go to hell if you don't get born again. That's what Jesus said. And I wanted my light to shine, and he never saw it. But I'll go back and try again because I, I believe that you and I that have the Spirit has something to share with the world. Our face may not glow like Moses. Our face may not glow, amen, like Stephen's. But I believe that there's something about the face of a saint of God that has the spirit that will shine forth in our lives that when the world sees us, they will know that we are the carriers of the light of God. Amen. And that's why I said a while ago, I, I, I'm, I, why don't we just stand Amen. 
while ago. We, we, we don't need to leave here without our light. Amen. Now, the, Jesus told a story here in the 25th chapter of Matthew. And you know the story. There was half, half of those that were supposed to have been having the light. They didn't go out. And they didn't have time to go get their lamps. They didn't have time to go get their light even fixed. Because, amen, when the bridegroom came, they all went in. The door was shut. We don't ever need to let our lamps go out. Let your light so shine before men that they will know that you are a spirit-filled, God-anointed man or woman of God. Amen. Shall we just love God right now and worship Him a little bit? I have several more scriptures. I want to preach. I got two pages of notes. But I just believe today that God, amen, is going to talk to us. Why don't we come to this altar if you will feel like that? Don't let your light go out. Don't let your light go out. Don't let the world look at you and say, you're just like us. No, I want them to look at us and say, amen, you're different from the world. You're different. There's something about you that's different. I know I could tell stories. I know I could tell about Sister Mangan. She walked in Neiman Marcus in London, England. Nobody knew her. Amen. She was there for a ministry, but amen. When she walked in the door, some woman was coming out and she turned around and grabbed Sister Mangan and said, What you got? I don't know. What is it you got? I want it, whatever it is. Never, Sister Mangan didn't say a word, but she saw the light. She saw the glory. She saw something on Sister Mangan. She said, that's what I want, whatever it is. And she knelt right in the doorway of Neiman Marcus in London, England, and received the Holy Ghost because Sister Mangan told her, it's the Spirit of God, it's the Holy Ghost. And laid her hands upon that woman, and she just dropped to her knees right, right there in the middle of the doorway. Hallelujah. And the Lord filled her with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you something. You've got the light. Amen. Don't let it go out. Let's kill it. Let's praise God. We don't, we don't need to go and wait until the trapture takes place and then say, I got to pray through. Amen. That's what, that's what Jesus was saying. I believe that's exactly what Jesus was saying. Amen. Amen. We need to pray through now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, I pray right now, Lord, that you would come down upon this place. And God, every person walking up here say, God, I want my light to shine. I, I don't want to cover it. I don't want to put it under a bushel. I want my light to shine, Lord, because I want to reflect you to this world. Because you said when we were the light now, you give us the light. May God, we, Lord, amen, keep it trimmed and burning in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Why don't we just love God and worship God and say, Lord, Amen. Pour the Spirit upon me. God, let the Holy Ghost move upon me right now in Jesus' name.